Welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. This is the place where we take a no bullshit look at life's little lessons. Here, together, we find the spiritual glory in even the most wicked hard story. This is a journey from fear back to love and how we can find our greatest strength and happiness in some of the most unlikely places. I believe that if you're willing to change your mind, you can totally change your life. So, are you ready to rewrite your story and choose to live free? Let's do this. Hey, you guys, welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. <laughs> I like doing my own little intro, you guys. This is episode 78. Oh, my God. And uh, I'm just going to dive right into this thing. And I'm actually a little sad. Here's the thing. Some of you who listen to this show, like if I'm up in your ears, if I'm in your earbuds, if I'm in your head right now, you may or may not know that I record uh, the videos of these suckers. So you can also, quote, unquote, watch the Karen Kenny show over on the YouTube. <laughs> you just go to my YouTube channel. And today I just kind of wish you were all watching because I have this little picture that I'm going to kick the show off with. I'm going to set it up. Here's what today, today's topic, episode 78. If everyone likes you, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> if everyone likes you, there's a pretty good chance that you just might be doing it wrong quote unquote wrong. We'll talk about that in a sec. Okay. But I'm kicking things off. What do I mean by wrong? Okay. I'm kicking this off by holding up a little picture and I'm going to, I'm going to, it's a little meme, a little cartoon drawing. And I have no idea who the original artist was on this. Um, but, or I would totally give credit. You guys know how I feel about intellectual property and credit, but something I've seen on the internet a bunch of times. And uh, when I first saw, when I first saw this popular meme, like a few years back, I just totally cracked up. So I'm going to describe it for you, for those of you who aren't watching. So it's like, it's a little cartoon of a guy named Tim and Tim is rising above the crowd, right? I'm holding up the picture for everybody to see it. So Tim is rising above the crowd and he's got a feisty little bundle of red balloons and he's, and he's super spunky. And one of the things I love about this picture is, I don't know why, but Tim has no feet, which is wicked cute. And he just kind of has this kind of like, fuck you attitude. And what it says on the picture is, there's a crowd of people standing off to the side, right? There's like five people, a couple of girls and some boys. And it says, everybody just wants to be liked and accepted. And then there's Tim and he's holding on to his balloons and he's floating up in the air and he's flipping them the bird. And it says, except for Tim, Tim doesn't give a fuck or Tim doesn't give a shit. <laughs> All right. Everyone just wants to be liked and accepted except for Tim. Tim doesn't give a shit. Now, the first time I saw this, I was just howling like Vicky with two K's from Lawrence thought it was the most hysterical thing ever. And here's what I love about it. I, first of all, I love his feisty red balloons. I love that he has no feet. I love that he's flipping them the bird. And I love that he just has this kind of like screw you attitude. Now, this isn't me. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying you should go around like flipping people off and like saying screw you. What I'm saying is what he's really saying screw you to is to this attitude of him having to like fit in, like fit into the crowd, fit into the status quo, fit into the family, fit into how everybody else likes to do it, 
all the systems that the world has been built on so far that clearly aren't working. So this is Tim giving the old, you know, F you, see you later <laughs> to the crowd. Now, here's the thing. Don't get me wrong. I, I get it. I get it. We, we all, of course, we all want to be loved, right? And love is, love is truly who and what we are. So our only job is to extend that love. I get it. But sometimes in storytelling, right, we, we want to use good visuals and we want to make a good point. Like, I get that people all want to be loved. However, here's the thing. What, what I'm talking about with um, if everybody likes you, you just might be doing it wrong. And what this little cute little graphic um, is really saying is what I'm talking about is like not wasting your time and your energy wanting to be liked by everybody. I think that that is like, I always say, it's like pissing into the Grand Canyon. There's no solving that. Or there's no filling that. There's no way that that's going to be accomplished, right? And here's the thing. If you keep looking outside of yourself for validation, and if you keep wanting everybody to like you, um, if you keep wanting to everybody to not just like you, but to understand you or to celebrate you or to think you're the bee's knees, you are going to be murderously murderously <laughs> disappointed. And it's so interesting because somebody once told me that about 15% of people, they're just not going to like you. They're just not going to like you. And they may not even be able to explain why they don't like you. There's just something about you, something about you that rubs them the wrong way. I don't know. Maybe it's your Boston accent. Maybe it's your potty mouth. I don't know, perhaps you didn't invite them to a uh, sleepover party back in junior high. <laughs> maybe there's something about the way you look, or maybe it's your level of success, or maybe you got the guy or girl, like, who friggin' knows, right? Whatever it is, there's something about you that just might make them feel like competitive or annoyed or jealous or angry or whatever, like who knows, fill in the blank. And I always say to people like, you know, why do we get so surprised when people don't like us? And I ask them, I say, be wicked honest. Like, have you ever walked into a, a new, like a networking event or um, a party at a friend's house or you go to a game or like you're just in a situation where there's more than just you and one other person that you like when there's a bunch of people and you ever just like, meet somebody or see somebody. You don't even have to talk to them. Sometimes we just see somebody and the ego, and here's the thing. Here's what we say in A Course in Miracles. The ego is suspicious at best and vicious at worst. And the way that the ego basically navigates the whole world is via separation. Separation, 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 which is another way of saying like judgment and attack. And it just walks around the ego's got an opinion about everybody and everything. And it just kind of decides. It looks, it assesses the situation. The brain, the brain works like at a million miles an hour. And we decide, mm, yeah, I don't like that person. I don't like that person. Right? And so here's the thing. We feel really comfortable in normal, like when we pull that crap, but we're always wicked surprised. We're like, when somebody else doesn't like us, we're like, ah, uh, like what's that? about, you know, I'm not really sure I like it when it's done to me. We can totally justify when we don't like somebody. <laughs> like we can, we can come up with a list, but then we always act like so shocked. It's like, 
why don't they like me? Like they've made it really clear that they don't like me. They can't stand me or I ruffle their feathers or whatever the thing they're mean on social media, whatever it is. And we always find it a little perplexing and upsetting when it happens back. But look, it's, it's the way of the world. It's just like when you think about how we're attracted to each other. You know how like you can't explain like all your other friends might think that the person that you you think is hot or you're drawn to or attracted to, they're like, ew, what? You're like, I don't know. There's just a thing, right? So it just happens, man. It's part of the human experience. I mean, it could be that, you know, you might trigger some subconscious or unhealed part of them, you know, some part that they're not even aware of yet. Like they can't put their finger on it yet. It could be your tone of voice. It could be the way that you talk. Like it's been fascinating, right? Especially in politics. You know, women in particular suffer from this where, where, where we like have to do double time. I'm not saying me, I'm not running for an office or anything like that, but women in politics have often said that they have to do double time about the tone of their voice because if their voice sounds too whiny, too shrill, too bitchy, if it reminds men or people of their mothers or their exes or whatever females, like it's a strike against them. It's so, humans are just insane. Like just accept this, right? Humans are insane and there's often no rhyme or reason why, but sometimes people just don't like you. And at some point beyond that, the revelation comes that no matter what you say or do, they just don't like you. There's no fixing it. You can't make it happen. You can't be nicer or prettier or thinner or more whatever. You can't like, you just can't, you can't bribe them, right? For whatever reason. You know, and Mary Oliver has a beautiful poem called Wild Geese. And there's a line where she says, you know, just let the soft animal body, just let your soft animal body love what it loves. And that's just the thing. This body, this, this makeup, right? This body, this meat puppet, for whatever reason, it just loves what it loves and it, and it doesn't like what it doesn't like. And, and that's just it. And, you know, it, it took me a long time. Uh, when I was younger, it took me a long time to learn this and accept it. Uh, but as I've gotten older and as I've gotten more comfortable in my own skin, uh, this realization that not everybody's going to love me or like me, because um, sometimes you can really love a person, but you don't like them. You know, there are people in my life who I really, really like, I love them. You know, I love them, but like, I don't want to hang out with them. I don't particularly like them. <laughs> I know what, hey, it, it is what it is. I just don't try to hide it, right? Um, but the more that I, I kind of accepted that people just aren't going to like you for whatever reason, sometimes it, it actually became quite freeing to me. It was like a load off. It was like, oh, and of course in miracles, it's like the prison doors are open. Your chains are loosened. Like you can leave anytime you want to. And I was like, amen, hallelujah. Uh, testify. Thank you so much. Because <laughs> uh, it, 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 if you think about it, if a hundred percent of people think about this, uh, if a hundred percent of people think that you are the cat's meow, like if, if, if everybody digs you. It just might indicate. It just might be a clue. It just might mean that you have become a big old professional people pleaser. <gasps> KK. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. If everybody likes you, can you imagine how, 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 how much Cirque du Soleil you'd have to do of yourself to, to, to be everybody's cup of tea, to, 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 to check everybody's boxes, right? To, to like make their list. Do you, know, do you know what you would have to do? I mean, if I, I, I can't even. <laughs> Somebody 
you would have to be someone who has mastered the art of like twisting and torquing and torturing yourself into whatever version of you that you think or you hope that other people will find most palatable, most pleasing, most acceptable, most like, okay, then you can be in our little group, in our little crowd, and you can be in our little club. Fuck that. Don't do it. <laughs> Not only is that whole racket, like that whole game is so super exhausting. It's also completely soul sucking. Completely soul sucking. And it will make you so resentful when you realize, when you realize what you've done, what you've done, not what they're making you do, right? Because in the long run, look at it, it's actually harder to wear all those masks, play all those games, fulfill all those different roles than it is to just be your true self. Because trust me, you know, there's a price you pay there's a price you're going to pay to keep making yourself small so that other people won't notice you or won't be threatened by you or they'll approve of you or they'll welcome you or they'll be nice to you or you'll get invited to the party. You end up, you know, this is, this is in my memoir, in my book that I'm writing. I talk about this piece quite a bit. You know, this whole concept of wanting to belong belonging and wanting to fit in. But in order to do that, you guys, um, and especially in some, like, some particular circumstances, you really end up abandoning parts of yourself, like wicked important parts of yourself when you try to fit in, when you try not to make waves, um, when, you tr when you don't speak up, right? When you don't speak up for what you believe in or you just go along with the status quo or you laugh at the joke, right? You laugh at the fucking, the stupid joke, the mean joke, the cruel, racist, homophobic, whatever, fill in the blank joke. Um, even when you know it's not fucking funny. When you start abandoning wicked, important parts of yourself, which is another way of like silencing yourself and not using your voice, you start to misrepresent yourself. Um, and in order to, to, to truly live authentically, you are going to have to be willing to take some risks. You're going to have to be willing to get some skin in the game um, and to play big. And by playing big, let's be really clear. I'm not saying that means, right? This is all this concept, like Marianne Williamson kind of made that, that phrase, stop playing small. There's nothing enlightened about playing small, right? Uh, she kind of made it, made it famous back in 1992 in A Return to Love when it came out in her famous quote there. Uh, which is really just prose, but some people call it a poem, right? Your deepest fear is not that you are inadequate, like that whole thing. And in that, she says, you know, you stop playing. So playing big doesn't mean that you, you have the biggest platform or you get the biggest, the biggest fattest mouth and the big loud mouth, right? I mean, playing big doesn't mean you get on stages and you whatever. For me, playing big means to play real, to play authentically, to like to be brave and to step into, to step into the divine calling of your heart. Because uh, in order to answer the call of your heart, uh, you might have to sometimes color outside the lines. You might have to, as Robert Frost said, mm, Robert Frost, Lawrence Kidd, uh, the, the, the great poet, Robert Frost. I went to the Robert Frost school when I was like in second grade, maybe first grade in Lawrence. Uh, you might have to color outside the lines and you might have to take the road less traveled and maybe, just maybe, do something radical, which is like be willing 
be willing. And of course, in miracles, we talk about how that tiny bit of willingness, that's all that Holy Spirit is looking for. That's all that spirit needs is a tiny bit of your willingness. And in this case, you, you have to be willing to not fit in, to not be part of the mold or the cookie cutter plan that other people would assign to you. That's not living, you guys. That's like putting you in your own self-made prison. Because in order for you to be who God has intended you to be and to truly serve in the way that you, you were meant to serve, you just might have to write your story or speak your truth or start your project or share your gifts and shine kind of bright. You might have to get out of the little fucking box that the people around you, the people that you came up with, the people that gave birth to you, right? Your parents, your siblings, your community, your teachers, whoever. You might have to shine a little brighter than they might be comfortable with. Because if you start to step into the truth of yourself and use like Tim, you give the old bird, you give the old attitudinal, like flip the bird and you're like, I don't really care. And it's not in that tough, I always say it's not in that like tough girl kind of way. I'm not, fuck, you know, I'm, unapolo- I'm being unapologetic, like fuck you. It's not that. Because that's actually defense and attack. Like that's the ego. I'm not apologizing, right? It's not that. It's just about fully embodying fully embodying the truth of yourself, which is I'm not going to make myself small. I'm not going to dim my light. Because when you shine bright, when you step into it, when you accept, as A Course in Miracles says, and maybe the Bible says it too, that you are the light of the world, uh, this can sometimes have the um, awkward side effect, (laughs) the awkward side effect of others feeling a little uncomfortable in their own skin. And that's that thing where I go back to where like they can't even identify it, right? It might be some unhealed thing, something in their subconscious where you remind them of somebody else or they're jealous because, you know, they fill in the blank. Like there's just something about you. Um, and, and, and a natural kind of um, side effect of others feeling a little uncomfortable in their own skin is this can make you sometimes uh, be unpopular it can make you pretty unpopular. Not with the people who get you and see you, right? Not with the people. You know that phrase when we were kids? Um, it it was kind of used to be used as an insult. I use it now to, to glorify people and to build people up. And sometimes somebody will, you know, write to me and, and say something really kind. I'll just, you know, whatever. They'll say, oh my God, that picture is really beautiful of you. Or, you know, you're a badass or you're the real deal or you're, whatever they say to me. And I'll sometimes say back, it takes one to know one. And what I'm saying is that in order to be able to recognize it and celebrate it and be a balcony person and to call it out, you have to have some part of yourself that is recognizing its own kind and that you're able to recognize it and shout it out and make that contact and say it and not thinking that you're losing anything personally because you acknowledge it in another child of God. Feel what I'm saying here? Um, so sometimes if you shine a little bright, you know, it can, it can make you a little unpopular. And I say, I say it like this. I say, do it anyways, because if everybody likes you, you're doing it wrong. If everybody likes you, you're doing it wrong. Because if every single 100% check the box people like you, what that's telling me is in some way you have abandoned yourself, like you have abandoned some part of yourself, you have settled, you have made yourself so vanilla. You have made yourself so vanilla. 
Now, I'm not talking about people who can move, you know, to different groups and be accepted in different places. I'm just saying if your goal is to get every single person to like you, and whether that's in your personal life or your professional life, in in the way that you um, interact and meet people or the way that you market your message in your business and your brand, um, if you do that, if everybody likes you, you're doing it wrong. And we'll get into that in a second, even more deeply. You know, and I've heard people argue, well, maybe if everybody likes you, then you're doing it right. Right, KK? Because then everybody likes you. (laughs) And it's so funny because when I hear people like go for that argument, I always say like my response, my response is, uh, my response to that, I feel like I'm doing, uh, I can't remember what show it was on, but here's this. Well, my response to that is best expressed by the infamous, Senator Clay Davis. If you guys don't know who Senator Clay Davis is, he is a character on one of the most genius TV shows of all time called The Wire. And he was infamous for whenever somebody would say something to him that either he didn't like or it wasn't going his way or if he thought it was just full on bull crap. This is what he did. Now, those of you who are um, watching this, you won't be able to see what I'm about to play either. But it's a YouTube clip and it's like the best it's the best of Senator Clay Davis. So this is my response. I hope you guys can hear this. <laughs> but this is my response when people say to me, well, if everybody likes me, maybe I'm doing it right because they like me. Mm-hmm. Check this out. Oh my God. So he was a politician and he was, he was known. He just go shit like that. That's my response to that. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. Uh, I'm not saying, look, I'm not saying go out of your way to be controversial, to, to try to stand out jazz hands, right. Uh, to twirl around in your dress and be noticed, right. Or to like be a pot stirrer or a troublemaker or <laughs> to be a colossal asshole. I'm not saying that we're not trying to be different to be different sake. Right. I'm not saying that I'm just encouraging you to go within yourself, right. Go within yourself, sit your ass down, get quiet, close your eyes, pause, hit the pause button, do some meditation, do some daily spiritual practices so that you have the discipline enough to sit down and get quiet so that you can listen to and for the voice of the inner teacher. And then, right? Listen, divine alignment. The assignment is alignment. You, you listen for the, the voice of the inner teacher. Maybe you call that intuition, instinct, Holy Spirit, spirit, right? You have your spiritual team as helpers, right? Along with the inner teacher. You go in and you listen, you listen, and then you have the courage. You have the guts. You have the audacity and the balls to follow the guidance, the divine guidance that you receive. When you get quiet, when you go underneath the chatter, you know, it's like if you go out on the ocean, Eva, when it's wicked choppy and rough and the sea on the surface is really violent, right? White caps and it's moving. If you dive deep enough underneath the surface of the water, there is depth and stillness and calm and peace. And that's how like the mind is. The mind is very choppy and busy and chattering and monkey and you dive deep enough in meditation underneath the, the noise 
and the distractions of this world, the ego world, and you go deep enough and you, you can make, I would say you make conscious connection with the divine part of your mind, the part of your mind that's not insane. And when you go there and you get your instructions about you, how you're supposed to show up, not taking into account what everybody else would prefer, but like what you feel called to do, you follow that divine guidance that you receive. And you have to be brave enough and courageous enough and you have to know that you do not walk alone. And that's where spiritual mentoring is so powerful, right? It's why I started a spiritual membership too right? And in fact, right now, right now, I'm inviting in a few new uh, one-to-one clients. So if that speaks to your heart, hit me up with the DM or reach out. Because so many people have a hard time listening for and, 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 and trusting. Like, how do I trust myself? How do I deepen my connection to myself, my source and spirit? Like, how do I do that, KK? And then how do I trust that? And how do I know it's, that's the, the voice that I'm hearing isn't just the voice of the ego. It's like, okay, this is what I do for a living. I can help with that. Because <laughs> here's the thing, you guys, you cannot, please don't, please don't dim your light. Please don't dim your light and not follow through and not shine. Don't do it because you think it might shine a truth on something that everyone else would rather keep in the dark. Like, don't turn down your wattage because your family or your friends or your colleagues uh, don't like squinting in the glare of your glory. You be you. And your people will find you. And I mean that personally and professionally. You be you. And your people will find you. Because the ones that are supposed to stick around, the ones who are going to be magnetized to you, the ones that are going to be drawn to you, the ones who like hear you and see you and think, yes. That's my girl. That's my guy. That's, that's my person. That's one of my people, <laughs> right? Because like will recognize like. So the ones that will sp- are supposed to stick around, they're going to stick around. And the ones who won't or aren't supposed to, they're going to fall away. And here's the thing. You don't want somebody liking you because you put on a show or a performance where you pretended to be something other than you were. If you're all up in your like performing mode and your posing mode and your pretending mode and your perfection mode, they think that's what they're buying. They think that's what they're getting. So if you're misrepresenting, they don't really like you for you anyways. They like some bullshit product or performance that you put on, right? You sold them a bill of goods, you know, you don't want that. And you want the ones who don't resonate with you to fall away. Like, adios, see ya, bye. And you don't have to do it in a mean way. And I'll talk about that in a sec. You know, it's totally okay. You know, every time somebody unsubscribes from my newsletter or unfriends me on Facebook, and it's happened, you know, there are sometimes where some, all of a sudden, you know, somebody stops following you and I don't go looking for it, but all of a sudden you just realize, like, I'll be like, oh, how is that person? And I'll be like, oh, they unfriended me. <laughs> I was talking about another friend uh, with another friend about that the other day. Sometimes they unfriend you. And I'm like, that's okay. I don't need to go chasing them down. They've clearly made a choice. They've clearly made a decision, you know, and for whatever reason. So I just gratefully, gratefully say, hey, thank you. You know, goodbye and God bless you. Like, that's my little prayer. That's my little mantra for them. Like, see you later. You know, we had our time together and maybe now it's simply and beautifully like the time to move on because I trust that the divine has a greater plan than I could even friggin' imagine right? I've got little blinders on as a human. I can only see so far. My POV, my point of view is limited. So if stuff is unfolding, when, this is the beauty of faith. You know, you trust. It's like, oh yeah, 
this relationship is falling away. Now, sometimes it's falling away because you guys aren't putting in the effort, but I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking when you just know it's time to move on. It's time to let that person go. And you don't always have to know why. I'm pretty good. The older I get, I'm getting better. Like I'll always be wicked curious. I'll always want to know why, but there have definitely been situations in my life where I've just accepted there's a mystery in this that I don't, I'm not privy to all the information right now. Um, and I don't need to have all the information right now because I trust because um, I need to take a sip of water. Hold on. I trust that um, this person, this thing is moving away or falling away. The deal is falling apart, whatever the thing is, because um, it wasn't supposed to happen or the time has come, you know? So, and I'm not talking about like when that happens that I don't cancel them out of my hat. You know, I don't, you know, the, people talk a lot about this whole cancel culture thing. I don't cancel people out of my hat. I, I'm just not obsessing over their why. I'm not obsessing over their choice, right? I'm not going to sit around obsessing over their choice either. It's like, oh, interesting. I wonder what that's about. And if I really feel like if I can trace back in my mind, like maybe something that I said or did that was mean or, you know, whatever, like I'm, I'm not saying I walk around being mean, but that they may have felt like, oh, that wasn't nice or whatever. You know, I might reach out if I give a shit and I care about it. You know, if I care about, I always care about being mean, but I think you guys know me well enough to know what I'm talking about, right? Um, so I'm not obsessing about when somebody decides to, to, to fall away or they're not attracted to me. Because here's the thing, you guys, right? And especially if you're, if you're an entrepreneur or you're somebody who's in marketing or in storytelling or whatever, right? And I, I'm gonna do, I could do a whole thing about, the bastardization of storytelling, but <laughs> in, in the market right now, in the friggin' entrepreneurial market, it's been a fascinating thing as a storyteller to watch this, but here's what I'll have to say. You know, when you do your marketing and, and for me, marketing is just being myself. For me, marketing is just like, literally, I'm not super strategic. I'm just like, this is what's on my mind. This is what's on my hat. This is what I offer. This is what I do. Here are some of the results of my clients and the people that I've worked with. Here are some of the kind things that they've had to say, the transformations that they've made. I'm not into like these big, huge funnels and manipulation and scarcity tactics and all that bullshit. You know, people are done with that. I'm telling you right now, the, the old systems are breaking down. They are dying and they are falling away. And what people want now more than anything is honesty, integrity, authenticity, generosity, genuineness, and truth. They're tired of being dicked around. They're tired of being sold crap that doesn't really work. They're tired of being like, oh my God, have a six-figure month and do this and do that. People want to be seen, heard, felt, know that they matter, know that they're understood and loved. That's it. And that's the heartbeat of my business and it always has been. And in fact, it's probably why I'm not quote unquote as popular, right? Right? Meaning like I don't have a gazillion numbers because that's not my goal. I, if that happens genuinely and authentically, those things are built amazing. But I'm not buying that blue check after my name. I'm not buying a bunch of fake followers so I feel more important because of my vanity numbers. Like that's not the way that I do things. And so when you are doing your marketing, here's the thing. If you're doing it well, this is how you know it's working, right? This is the heartbeat of this whole thing. If everybody likes you, you're doing it wrong because good marketing is designed to equally attract who is right for you and to repel people who are not. You want, you don't want everybody liking you because what that tells you is you have put out a signal that I'm for everyone, but you won't be. 
my message of love and getting closer to, to, to self and source and spirit, to deepening your relationship to God, deepening your relationship to yourself, like rewriting your story, moving from victimization to victory, moving and transforming your story to your glory. That actually does have value for everyone, but not everybody's going to be attracted to the way that I sound, the way that I do things, the fact that I'm a chick, like blah, 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 blah. The fact that I swear that I have a potty mouth, right? It's not going to be for everybody. Right? Some Christians might be like, oh my God, of course, the miracles in yoga, like the devil's work or whatever. I'm not saying I'm not bagging on Christians. I'm just, I'm just using it as an example. Right? Some people might just be like, oh, whatever. Like, you know, I'm not going to be for everybody. And that's exactly what I want because I only want to draw people into my world and into my life who are about it. People who want to do the work, people who are ready to do it. So I don't use a bunch of flowery language because I want my messaging for me as a person too, right? I don't need a bunch of false friends. That's why my friend circle is very small, right? I'm very particular about who I let close. And it's not out of attack defense. It's because I want to curate. I want to invite the people in who, um, who are doing the work, who own their brilliance and their bullshit. So I'm just saying to you, you don't want everybody liking you, and especially in your business, you want your message, your ministry, your mission to both equally attract and repel. Because if everybody likes you, I'm telling you, and I'm not saying it like, oh, shaking my finger at you, like you're doing it wrong, right? It's not that. But you might want to check yourself. You might want to look at how you're representing because you might just be keeping it safe and flavorless right? So that not to rock the boat or upset anybody. And you don't want to do that. Okay. Now here on the other hand, here's another side of it. Cause that's me, right? I always like to take the other side, like flip the script a little bit. If it, on the other hand, if like everybody has a problem with you, <laughs> like if everybody has a friggin' problem with you, um, then it's important to check that out too. If you're like repelling everybody, uh, you might want to check that out too. Right. And so again, just slow down. Here's the prescription, right? Slow down get quiet, get real, and take a good look at your thoughts, words, and actions, right? Ask yourself some tough, tough questions about maybe how it is that you've been interacting personally lately, how you've been communicating professionally. You know, how have you been showing up in the world with others lately? Um, and take your own inventory and notice, uh, notice if you've you know, how you've been thinking your thoughts and how you've been speaking your words and how you've been living your life. Like asking yourself, have I been doing this? Have I been showing up from a place of love or a place of fear? And just consider it an opportunity, right? If there are a bunch of people who have been like completely repelled by you, right? Consider it an opportunity for gentle and compassionate, um, but honest feedback. Consider it a gift. Consider it a gift. But at the end of the day, here's the deal. At the end of the day, if you can look in the mirror if you can look in what I call the soul mirror and like truly like the person that you discover there, if you can really take a look at yourself, and I don't mean literally looking in the mirror, although there's that too, right? But if you can't be with yourself and sit with yourself and, and um, can't like yourself, then take a look at that. But if you can, if you can like look in the mirror and say like, yeah, you know, I did my best today. I got quiet. I went within. I did my practice. I got my, I got my, um, my instructions for the day. I, I, I didn't make any decisions on my own. I made them an infinite counsel and wisdom with the divine. And I had the courage to follow it through. And if you really like yourself, man, take a glorious moment and rejoice in it. Seriously, like celebrate that shit. 
right? And then <laughs> I always say it, like grab, go back to this amazing picture of Tim, right? Go back and grab yourself a handful of red balloons and accept the fact that not everybody's going to like you. And you just set yourself free. Everyone just wants to be liked and accepted, except for Tim. Tim doesn't give a shit. <laughs> so that's the deal, you guys, man. If everybody likes you, you just might be doing it wrong because it tells me that you've twisted and contorted and torqued and tortured and circ dislayed yourself into some palatable version um, so that you belong and you fit in because you've forgotten who you already, already and always uh, belong to, which is the divine itself, which is God, whatever you want to call it, the God of your own understanding. Uh, you forget that you're already completely lovable. And I always say, and I think I did an episode on this. Um, and so the, the partner episode to this, right? So let me finish that thought. I did an episode, I think it was called, um, I definitely did one that says uh, the willingness to be, the willingness to be unpopular. <laughs> so that's like the sister episode to this one. And then there was another one. Hold on. I got to think for a second. Yeah, I can't remember what the other one was, but you can go and listen to that one, right? So part one is kind of like the willingness to be unpopular. And this is kind of like part two. Uh, if everybody likes you, uh, you're doing it wrong. Because our job isn't to, to, you know, to fit in everywhere. That's not our job. Our job is to be exactly who we are meant to be. Uh, that we have to show up and to do the work that we came here to do. Because you've all been given an individual curriculum. You have all been given an individual curriculum. Um, and and that's, what's, that's the most important thing because that's what the world needs right now. We don't need more bullshit artists. We don't need more people, you know, trying to show up as perfect. And, you know, perfection isn't even a real thing. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> and people don't connect in perfection. You know, people connect and heal through intimacy. As my friend uh, Marianne C. has taught me so well. You know, um, intimacy is what heals. And so if you're trying to show up as some plastic performing, like whatever thing, some online representation of some, like, it's just not even real. That's not what people want. People want to know the real you. And, and some people are going to love the real you. And some people aren't going to get it. But you got to stop abandoning yourself. You got to stop, um, you know, killing off parts of yourself so you fit in. You already belong. You already belong. And you're welcome here. You are welcome here. So you guys, I see you. I hear you. I feel you. I celebrate you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you so much listening to the show. If you still are here and you hear the sound of my voice, thank you so much. Thank you for coming along for the ride. I hope this was helpful in some way. And if, if you know somebody who's struggling right now, um, you know, somebody, because here's the thing, people, you know, I'm a wicked sensitive person. I know sometimes people don't believe that, <laughs> but I really am. I feel deeply. I think deeply. I'm very sensitive. And, um, you know, it can be hard sometimes. It can be hard sometimes being on this planet, especially as it's getting more and more and more insane. And I don't mean that in a, um, what I mean by that is it, it can be challenging sometimes when you're sensitive and you do, you know, a lot of people do, they, they want people to love you and, and like you, but you don't want them you don't want to be um, like play-doing yourself, like molding yourself into their version because the divine has an individual curriculum for you to follow. So go do that. Go be you and uh, be awesome. <laughs> go be your awesome self. <laughs> and I just love you so much, you guys. Wherever you go in the world, will you leave, please leave the people and the place and the pets and the animals and the environment better than how you found it. Wherever you go, May you be.
a blessing. Bye. Hey, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Karen Kenny Show. <laughs> I super duper appreciate your time, friendship, and support. And look, if something that I shared from my heart today somehow landed in yours, I'd love to hear about it. So please tag me on Facebook or Instagram or IG stories or wherever the cool kids are hanging out these days and let me know what your favorite pot was or what you found most helpful. You can find me over at Karen Kenny Live. That's Karen, K-E-N-N-E-Y-L-I-V-E. And if you're digging what I'm saying and you want to hear more, I'd be wicked grateful if you could go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review because you guys, that's how you'll help me to keep spreading the love. And if you can think of someone that could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. I'd also love to stay connected with you. So if the feeling is mutual, please go to karenkenny.com backslash freebie and download my free guide to building your spiritual team. Until next time, my brothers and sisters, keep living in the fearless flow. Know that I see you, I appreciate you, and I love you. And wherever you go, may you be a blessing. <laughs>